When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so problems abound, but let's just recap what we were doing right now. We were victory lapping the Julio Jones news to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We victory lapped Julio Jones to the Buccaneers so hard that they shut down the stream. We we broke the stream. We broke the internet. We were Kim Kardashian <laughs> it real hard on this Julio Jones victory lap. <laughs> so you cannot uh, victory lap a 34-year-old wide receiver who was last seen nursing <laughs> his hamstring on the sidelines. Uh this podcast is now over. Uh, but yeah, you have 26%. Julio Jones, you said. I, I had 30% in Best Ball Mania. i not exactly proud of this, but I don't have a single share of Russell Gage in Best Ball Mania. Uh, and the reason right. I'm not proud is because I missed the – I feel like I should have seen the steam coming a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I missed that cheap Russell Gage, but then I refused to chase him up. So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy I didn't do that. And then I also have zero Mike Evans, which was one of my biggest stances. I just felt like his ADP was capped. So I do plan to draft Mike Evans. I'm actually pretty excited about this Julio stuff so I can start drafting Mike Evans because um, I don't want to have a fade stance on him for the season. But that was like one of my – basically kind of a closing line value stance that's now – I've obviously gotten a little lucky on, but I'll, I'll take it. So I'm looking at my Russell Gage um, exposures right now over on the spike week tool i'll just show it real quick and just looking at best ball mania i have five percent russell gage but i was getting him at an adp as you can oh, see great. 103.25 yeah so see that's that, the sharp move take him there and and i missed that so I, i'm you know i don't think you can really victory lap having no gauge you can victory lap this this is beautiful so I, like that's what i was looking at and once he got steamed up i was there's too many guys around him that just made way more sense I was never going to draft Gage over like Devonta Smith or anything like that. Like I just physically could not press the button there. Right. No, no. like it just, it made zero sense. And it's also like in that, um, it's also in that freaking uh, quarterback range for the most part too. Like if you're getting one of those back end, sometimes he's right there. And it's like, why, why would I ever take Russell Gage there? So for me, I think this is all good news for Julio, for Brady, for everybody. Like I'm, I'm stoked. Like I said, we were talking about this last week, and I thought this was the only real landing spot for Julio that made sense to me. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's, uh, you know, I, I think Godwin, you were, you were talking about, um, you know, wanting to target him and, and him being potentially ready for week one uh, on our on our little mini pod. And I, I'm excited for any kind of further discount this provides on Godwin. He was the one. That's what I was going to ask. I was drafting. Yeah. I was a little under the field. I had seven percent in my mm -hmm. early drafts, um, but that feels that feels good. Like I feel like maybe he, maybe ultimately his ADP rises a little bit because of the week one reports, but I don't think it'll rise a ton because of the Julio signing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do we think like it's is it going to counterbalance each other and there he's just going to kind of sit right around pick sixty three right now? I'm looking I, at I think 6%. so. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's what makes sense to me with the Julio signing. I think it's just going to pause enough people, but if he's going to be ready week one, it's like, you want Godwin. We're not taking Julio again. 
Maybe Evan slips now, though. He has to a little bit, right? He, I, I would assume so. Is he going to stay ahead of AJ Brown, but be that like first, third round pick now? And if he is, is it enough of a fall for you to take him? I would, I would like a little further than that. Uh, if I, but I, maybe I'm getting a little greedy. But I mean, he was going more like late second when. Godwin was the the thoughts were a little bit more optimistic on him. So if mm-hmm. we're now getting Godwin looking like he might be ready for week one, the report's starting to trend in an optimistic direction. That should already bump Evans back, you know, to maybe behind Debo again. And then yeah. and maybe behind like Aaron Jones, Saquon. So and I I'd rather take Andrews. So you're, you know, you're already kind of like starting to get back toward the two, three turn. And then the Julio stuff, I mean, maybe it doesn't have a huge impact, but I don't know, that should be worth another couple spots, I think. So, yeah, I would, I mean, I'd love to get him. I'd love to get him like after AJ Brown. That would be my dream. I think that's going to be like right in that right round where you can get him. So you're going to be looking at possibly even just taking him and AJ Brown on like the two, three turn Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're drafting from the uh, one spot. So you could be starting like, one or two spots are like CMC, AJ Brown, Mike Evans. Sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound fun. The other yeah, thing, the CMC stuff will keep him in that range. Like, but I wonder if, you know, let's say you get CMC at the, from the 102. I wonder if that team, which previously would have been probably doing jumping jack, doing, doing cartwheels, that's not the term, doing cartwheels to get, um, to get Evans. At the at the two eleven, right? Might now try and get him on the at the three hundred two. So I wonder if we start to see him as like kind of a feature, similar to like the Keenan Allen, Mike Williams stuff, where he's like kind of always in that early third range, but rarely yep. in the second. But never drops. And never like, drops, yeah. Because because I never see Mike Williams or Keenan Allen drop from where they're supposed to be going in drafts. It just yeah. those are two guys. There's a few people like that, but those two for sure. It's like you're never getting them past ADP. Are we Before, having internet issues, by the way? I, I'm hearing you just fine, but I'm seeing all these comments saying. I'm seeing you fine. You actually look great. Did you get? Did you get? Your I new upgraded laptop? my internet. I got a new computer, and all the comments are saying that our internet's terrible. But we are streaming perfectly from you know. Yeah, everything I see is great. Us. Yeah. That's all that matters to me is that just that <laughs> I can see how good we look. <laughs> it's not. It's not uh, hurting our conversation. So right. Yeah. Um, before we jump into this best ball mania draft, oh, did you it, shut down the other stream by the way? I did because, yeah, someone just said there's two streams. The other stream, I stopped it, yeah, I shut it down. Um, so if Eric's still <laughs> watching, double check that, but it should be stopped, anyways. <laughs> is there any so the news is starting to pop off like quick right now? We're getting a lot of news, news. you, yeah. Is there anything that really jumps out at you? There was two things that came out today, like the Chris Carson news, which we all saw that coming, right? We all knew he was probably done for. Yeah. And the Trey Lance stuff, to me, that was just a joke, right? Like, is that not just we had a conversation? The three of us sat down and we talked about it and we're going to move forward with Trey Lance. Like, we didn't know that in freaking January, right? Yeah, but there were were people that were still nervous about and maybe still are because Jimmy Jimmy G is still there. Like I'm not, I'm like so beyond being nervous about Jimmy G that I 
I can't like put myself in the headspace, but I mean, his ADP, I think has been held down still. Like, I think he's going to come up. I think he might flip burrow when it's all said and done. He probably should like as much as I like to like hate on Trey Lance and all, but if we're looking at pure upside, I mean, it just makes sense for Trey Lance to flip Joe Burrow. He's having surgery, by the way. That was another news that came out today. Yeah. Nothing major, I don't think. But, I mean, every surgery is worth, like, at least looking at. And then... Yeah, appendectomy, which... Yeah. I don't think will be a huge deal, but... Right. If it, I think if it was, it wouldn't be happening right now. Unless it was, like, a major concern. Well, I guess with the appendix, it kind of happens when it happens, right? Like, yeah. I imagine it was... Yeah, but, you're like, I'm guessing... I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and try to. <laughs> but you don't just like get your appendix removed. Like you must, he must have had like. Well, a, something popped appendix up that was on. about to burst, right? He probably, well, I'm guessing it wasn't about to burst, but I'm guessing they probably did one of these like health checks, like, you know, the physicals and uh-huh. they uh-huh. caught it and they were like, oh, well, this is a problem. But if we do it right now, you're going to be yeah. fine in time for the season, blah, 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 blah. Again, not a doctor. That makes sense. But that's kind of why I took that. And the other thing, it feels like every other second we're getting some news on the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? It's just, I know every play that happened in their practice, basically. I know when Zay Jones caught a pass. I know when LaVisca caught a pass. You know, (laughs) you just know everything about what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's going to, I think they're going to get steamed up over the next three weeks if it stays like this. So we, we talked to uh, Jack's beat writer, John Shipley, on a good mm-hmm. football show. And he mentioned that, like, <clears throat> Urban Meyer was such a bummer that it was, like, actually affecting the beat reporters' morale. Like, that's how bad of a coach Urban Meyer was to the point that, like, the media around the team was like, oh, man, this is a rough, rough, this is a rough gig. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually wonder if, like, you know, the Doug Peterson effect is extending to the media. That's why we're getting – so many Jag reports. They're just delighted they're just, to be. They're just be rejuvenated. They're ready to cover the team again. Absolutely. I can see that. I, I mean, I think we all knew that Urban Meyer situation was going to be a joke. So um, let's go ahead and let's start our draft. And we can kind of talk through some more of this as we're drafting. And... Uh, when I win, Pat, we can. Oh, look at that! We have ten spots open. When I when right. I when we win together, I'll send you like some ice cream or something. I heard yeah. that's what all the cool kids are doing. So you send me an ice cream cake. Uh, the the tax implications are pretty tough, but <laughs> yeah, send me an ice cream cake. Uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, this is uh, we we split all winnings on this team. That is how this goes. That's that's my uh, spike week guarantee. We uh we're gonna win two million dollars. So let's win. Let's win two million dollars. That sounds like a great way. I want to have Tuesday the afternoon. sweat. I want to have the stream sweat, right? Like you know, buying four and Pete, they're old news. Yeah, they did it last year. They they had the team that they drafted on stream, got the sweat. So let's go ahead and uh, be the people that actually draft the team on stream that has a chance of winning the tournament. Were you in any finals last year? Not to put no, you on the I spot. No. no, I really only did Best Ball Mania um, mm-hmm. it, with any volume. Uh, this year, I'm doing way more uh, DraftKings than I did last year. So, see, I, I that makes something. 
I almost maxed DraftKings last year, right? I did, I think, 145 or something mm-hmm. like that. And I had so many teams advance to the playoffs and then just all die. And I had 40 best ball mania teams, made the finals in that. I had three puppy two teams that made the finals in that. So it's like, it's just the variance is so silly sometimes. It's like the one that you fire the most at, you don't make the finals in, and then you just won off a tournament and make it. So, but we're going to fire 150 in Best Ball Mania this year, I think. And this is the team that's going to win it. It sure is. Have you been, uh, I heard you haven't been getting a lot of the one to five spots at all. That's the look not not really. Although you know, I look at my exposure and I'm like, I'm fine. Like I think I have like, you know, seven percent one of Cup McCaffrey or, and it's not Taylor. So it's, it's one of those two guys. I think I'm at like seven percent, which is annoying. Right. But I'm also like, maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> I I might be fine. I might be getting. But I think I've gotten really lucky with getting Chase at six and sometimes seven. Yeah. So that's really made up for. I mean, you'd rather have a couple less 105s if you're going to get chase at six or seven well i've been mixing chase into a, occasionally a 101 a 102 or 103 just because mm. i decided i want to be for my guys in the top five chase is the easiest to do it with i want higher ownership versus the field on with him so i'm like if i mix him in one out of every four in the one two or three spot we're in the seven. We are, we're yes. not going to get so lucky in this draft, I have a feeling. No, I don't think we're getting Jamar Chase at the seven in this draft, unfortunately. No, that's going to suck. Um, I saw that. I saw you You did like a, a video on that take. I thought that was, that was interesting. I, I've i gotten Chase enough past five that mm-hmm. I don't – I'd rather be – I think I can be overweight Chase and overweight Jefferson and even with the field on the top three guys, which is where I want to be. So I'd have to check my exposures, but my whole theory, like I clickbaited it by saying like I'm fading Justin Jefferson, right? Because I'm taking Jamar Chase in the fourth and everything. Right. But I still had, I think, eight to 10% Justin Jefferson by getting him when Jamar Chase goes before him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not completely fading Justin Jefferson. Um, I'm still grabbing him when he goes in the fifth spot or more. And I've still had him at like 8%. It's probably lower now, but everyone in my one through five is lower because it's just I'm on that run of the back end, sort of like you. Yeah. And maybe that turns around and fixes all of that. But that was the overall point of it is like, I just look at Jamar Chase as the guy that I like a lot anyways. I love Jamar Chase this year. And if I can just get over, you know, if I can get 16%, 17% Jamar Chase, like doubling the field on teams with Jamar Chase. I feel good about it. I mean, that and I'm nice. not. And that's, it's tough. Very few people are going to have that. So if you're right on that stance, which is easy to see being right on, then yeah, you're going to crush. Right. So, uh, and he's like one of the guys that can put up a 40 burger in week 17. I mean, he did it For last sure. year. So those are the kind of things that I'm slightly taking into account. As well, let me refresh this. See if we can get our overlay to pop up. Yeah, I just confirmed. I I only have six percent McCaffrey, which feels awful. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm over. I'm actually overweight the other guys. Nice. All right, so we are going to be coming up on the clock. We have the normal seven range stuff going on right now, where Eckler's still there, Derrick Henry stuff on Diggs. 
nothing out of the ordinary. I'm generally going Stefan Diggs here, as you can kind of see by my ownership percentages here. I'm where, happy to do Diggs. So, I mean, that's up to you if you want to do Diggs. I'm never going to say no. The only guy I would have floated is Eckler. So, Diggs for me. All right, let's do it. Let's do Diggs. Um, so, yeah, we got some new Spike Week tools here. Everything's getting updated all the time, which is nice. You'll start seeing other colors pop up. Have you seen the Spike Week overlay it? Yeah, I've been using it on DraftKings as well. Uh, it's pretty sweet. It's really sweet on DraftKings because you have no idea what's going on on that site half the time when you're drafting. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's just such a... I forgot to add the other thing, but something we've updated on this that you can put in now is you can see a player's correlation with your first or second round pick. Mm-hmm. So now you can... I know I think you were joking about this with Davis at one point about like combos being the next thing actually. That's the next, that's next year's thing. I was already looking at that. Like that was the thing that I was already looking at before you guys had that conversation. And now we can actually see it with this tool, which is going to, you know, again, I forgot to save it. I was updating some settings before we jumped on stream. And you can change the color. Maybe do. Um, This would be kind of interesting if you, because you're not going to be able to know like what combos are out there, but I would imagine based on the ADP, there's like probably an expected combo rate. Mm-hmm. Like how much these, you know, like these guys have been kind of ADP twins for, you know, however many months, like they're probably being paired up at whatever percent. Um, Cause you could see like this combo is potentially like very unique. Right. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I'm sure that our uh, main man hacker that's doing all the work behind the scenes for us can find a way to get us like that data without actually he's limited in some of the stuff he can do. But that seems easy enough to figure out, as I say, when I would have no idea how to do it. But yeah, so I like I like seeing like like I have everything in red now for what like players that I have low ownership on. I think you'll see it pop up on green for certain players that I'm like way over 20% on as well. I just, it has made drafting so different for me. When the game is highlighted, does that mean you're overweight that game? When the game, that means that you have oh, a, that means uh, we have the, we have nice, a stack, nice. a stack correlation. Yeah. So where would you be looking here? Like I like Saquon, Debo, Javante like- generally. I'm into Saquon and Debo for sure. Um, so this is actually a great point um, to bring up about this, and then I'll stop talking about the tools. But I was actually – I was doing a digs team the other day, and I was curious about my my ownership with Barkley. I actually went to the draft IQ to figure it out because I thought I had done it like seven or eight times. Uh-huh. And it turned out I had only done it like once or twice. So – I was like, oh, shit, I thought I had way more of that combo than I actually do. And I was able to go and figure that out. So that's just the little stuff that I'm looking at as I do my back end of my 75, 80 teams that I need to do still. Yeah, that's right. I got up to 76. So I'm going to take a couple weeks off, do the uh, do the DraftKings one that's about to fill, the $20 tournament's about to fill over there. Yep. And then uh, I'll be back 
back after training camp. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to start firing the drafters $20 one too, to be honest. There's going to be a lot of overlay there, right? That's the Yeah, the, that's what the they thinking. expected. The expected is overlay. I'm not going to want I'm not going to be able to 150 it. It's just too late for me, but I want to fire their $2 tournament too. Nice. Do you like the do you like the tournament format or do you prefer that? Um, I like the scoring. I like the tournament format because um, I think it it creates like more things you have to think through, which I feel like is good, right? Mm-hmm. You want you want like more things that you know that's like an, a way you can gain an edge on the field if there's like more stuff you have to think through. With the drafters one, you kind of have to build the, the perfect team, which there's a lot of strategy obviously goes into how you structure uh, a team like that, but uh, I just think. The tournament stuff's a little bit more interesting. Although I do like, like I don't like that Best Ball Mania's got such a big Week Seventeen. That's like a pretty big bummer to me. It's almost yeah. like bummer people. Yeah, I mean it's just it's become the thing now. Um, yeah, I wish just, it was like a hundred. That'd be pretty sweet. Right. So, Eric asks, how does your strategy change for high stake tournaments like the Great Dane and the big money ones on DK? Are you firing any of those? I haven't fired any of those yet. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting to see if they do big dogs. I might fire some of those. And I don't think my strategy is going to overly change too much at this point, right? I mean, I I don't know. I have to think through it, I guess. But I remember doing big dogs last year, and it didn't didn't actually change much because the rooms were still kind of playing the same. They might have been a little more running back heavy. What I would say with... Like the the biggest thing that would affect my strategy, I think, is how much uh, how big the groups are that you're advancing through. So I just pulled up the Great Dane. Real quick, you know, we are on the clock. Oh, we're on the clock. Yep. I, I mean, DJ Moore's pretty sweet. I was looking at Kyle Pitts as well, but he actually got picked right before us. But we can do DJ Moore. I thought his ADP would kind of skyrocket up, and it's definitely moved up a bit, but it's not. I mean, I, don't. I think it's going to drop like really? not like not heavy, not like crazy. I try to get into the mind of like the casual player. Right. And our casual players are going to start entering in the next week or so. Maybe next two weeks, they're going to start firing. And I just feel like DJ Moore has like stink on his name because he was like so hyped up last year. People were drafting mm-hmm. him. And I don't think he was particularly awful. The offense as a whole was awful. And I just don't think he technically lived up to the expectations that some people put on him. And I, and I try to think like through the casual mind and it's not a knock on people. It's just not everybody sickos like us that are drafting yeah. in February. You've been right? having a great summer where no one's, no one's coming at you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but like, if you're like, uh, DJ Moore, he didn't really score any touchdowns last year. He didn't do much. I don't know if I want to take him at this, at the third round value when you were getting him in the fifth round last year or fourth round and he didn't do exactly what you were looking for last year. Yeah. Yeah. Where we see potential. That's what we're looking at. Right. So, um, if we want to button off that high stakes thing, I guess I have to think through it more. You were going with it. Yeah. I was just going to say like in round two of the, the great Dane, it's a six person group. Round three is a nine-person group. Round four is a nine-person final. Mm-hmm. So I do think, like, 
you probably can correlate more, right? If you're only trying to win a nine person final, that's a good point. You're not going to need the nuts. So, you know, and maybe, maybe like advancing out of a six and a nine person group to get to the nine person final. Like I, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't go zero running back, but I'd be a little bit less inclined. Like, cause you're, you don't necessarily need like a true super team. So I feel like I would love to do probably hero running back build, you know, if it fell that way. So that's like, I mean, I think, you know, it's the same, it's the same site, same, same scoring, roughly same ADP. So nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. What about ETN here? Oh my God. You're going to do this to me. I mean, ETN in the fourth ETN has been like a, a, a feature of the third round. It feels like. He's going to fall even more, though. This is still bad value. But we'll do it because you're the guest, and I will. Well, uh, I, who else would you take if you're? I mean, if I'm taking a running back, I'm taking Hall or Acres over ETN, personally. I've I got just, a bunch of fifth-round Halls, so I, I can't I can't stomach the fourth That's round fair. I, I was just bringing up the point that I do not like that I didn't get enough Hall early on in drafts. There was a mistake by me. I should have been getting him more so than I was. Um, but I, I like Cam Akers and I just think that Cam Akers fourth, fifth round on one of the best offenses in the league is going to get 70 to 80% of the work. I think just based on the way that they run that offense and the opportunities he's going to get, I just don't, I'm not, especially we were just talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and how good they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be great or anything like that. What is ETN sailing is what? I think the ETN stuff is, is difficult if James Robinson plays all the pass protection snaps. Cause now he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's probably like kind of Deandre Swift's rookie year sort of situation where like, he doesn't quite get there, but he has some big plays, you know, he scores some touchdowns, he rips off some really nice, long receptions although he's not like you know getting a ton of work as a receiver Mm -hmm. um but there's also a chance where robinson's just not ready coming off the achilles and then i think like you know we start to we start to remind ourselves how much like alvin camary looks as a prospect so i do think there's upside just because he's really talented and he's a good receiver yeah i just think there's too many question marks for me to be drafting him fourth round third round we're coming off a broken foot we're got the james robinson stuff our offense is going to be better than last year but i don't think they're going to be the greatest show on turf or anything close to that so and if robinson's in on pass protection he's probably in on all the goal line stuff right and i I don't think all the goal line stuff uh i think etn will definitely have a role there i mean I don't think Robinson's going to be very good this year. He tore his Achilles late. It's that's more just... that's valid too. I mean, it's just they're both coming off those injuries. We are on the clock. I mean, Waller in the fifth is pretty sweet. What yeah. do we have so far? So we're looking at Saquon, Etn, Diggs, DJ Moore. I mean, Waller's pretty awesome. We're we're like completely uncorrelated without any stack setup, but I don't care. Let's take Waller. Well, I think a lot of these teams we can backdoor though, right? Yeah, we like can, for sure. Like I mean, we're not really looking at much on Jacksonville having to. I don't even care if ETN's a one-off unless we find something great on Houston that we really like. 
I mean, are you drafting can't... much Trevor Lawrence? I'm drafting a ton of Trevor Lawrence as my second QB. All right. Well, Lawrence as my second QB is, but I, I wait to you see my Kirk exposure. So if we're looking at Christian Kirk, I got 34% Christian wow. Kirk right now. I don't, I'm not drafting Kirk. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I haven't been able to talk myself into the upside. What, what are you, uh, why are you so psyched? So again, I don't think the offense is going to be particularly great, but they are going to be throwing the ball a ton. They're going to be behind in a ton of games. Like this is real easy, like shit. Like for me, it's the offense isn't going to be that good, but they're going to be passing. I do think Trevor Lawrence yeah. takes a step forward. I think they paid Christian Kirk a ton of money for a reason. Yeah. A, because they want him to be the number one. B, you have to pay people a little bit more money to go to Jacksonville, right? Like that's the two, that's, the two points. That is the reason. Right. So live in Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. Um, not sorry to our Jacksonville listeners. Um, so they're going to do everything they can to make him the number one wide receiver. And I think if you go to the first preseason game and we see Christian Kirk house a 35 yard touchdown or something like that, his ADP is just going to skyrocket. Right. And then much like Julio Jones, I'm done drafting. I don't have to draft Christian Kirk anymore. That's interesting. Where, you been, where have you been getting him? Um, well, I started drafting him when he was like a 10th rounder. Okay. I'm still pounding him where he is now in like the eighth round. So I still think there's room to rise. I'm getting to the point that I don't need to draft him anymore, though. Yeah. If I really wanted to, if I really wanted to put the brakes on it, I could. Um, him and MVS. MVS is so like 34% Christian Kirk. MVS, I'm at 48% because... I'm a psychopath and I take a lot of stands and dude, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> Devonta Smith's another one that I love. Like those are my big wide receiver stands though. Um, nice. Right I'm glad you're in Devonta on Devonta Smith. We have him on our main event team. Uh, all right. We're, we're up. What do we got at the other positions? So Hertz is still there. If we wanted to go quarterback, can we get – I would like to take Hertz, but what do we do with the stacking? What are, what are other options? At quarterback, we have seven seconds. we got Burrow, Russell, Trey Lance. I'm down for Hertz unless – I'm also down for anything else. All right. I'm just going to panic select Hertz. I think okay, it's fine. Hertz. Yeah. I think we have options for Hertz, though, personally. Yeah, I, I, I think we definitely do. We definitely do. Yeah. Might be getting a little too highlighted right now. I didn't realize how bright that yellow was going to be. Yeah, calm down, yellow. We're streaming. <laughs> so that's the other thing. I changed the color of my of my stacking partners. So anytime you see a guy pop up in yellow. You can, uh, like, customize that? Yeah, we can customize that now. So all of these colors, you can customize if you wanted to. No shit. All right. Yeah, you I can... You can make it so oh, that. Oh, I see. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Because I have the extension. I didn't realize you could scroll to the bottom. Right. It's new, but it's quite helpful. So. Bi-week concerns. You guys have a bi-week concerns color? I didn't know you guys were bi-week bros. What's I, going on? No, I shut that off. I was like, not me. <laughs> not this guy. We're getting no all such the bi- thing as a bi-week concern. <laughs> not in Best Mall Mania. This is war. <laughs> Speaking of trying war, to get some unique combos. <laughs> I I've been feeling like 
I've had a little bit of draft fatigue, specifically on DK. I'm guessing you're getting there on DK as well, because it's a little bit. It sucks to draft on DK, to be perfectly honest. Um, I feel like that scene. I think it was in Band of Brothers, like the war's going. Did you watch Band of Brothers? I sorry, my headphone dropped out for a second. Oh no! Why are you getting draft fatigue? So, did you watch the show Band of Brothers? Yeah, yeah, I love Band of Brothers. So there's like a scene in Band of Brothers where there's all the new soldiers coming in and they're like all yeah. like excited. And then they see all the like veterans coming out that had just been to war and just like <laughs> beat the shit. I feel like we're the guys coming out as the new <laughs> drafters are coming in. I've actually been planning on making that video. I got to go find that. Please do. Scene. That's, but, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel though. That's uh, kind of where I've been with that. All right, so we did miss out on Devonta Smith. Smith. Yeah, but that's figured okay. word with that with that sweet yellow popping <laughs> that yellow just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> so we are on the clock. I'm guessing we want a pound wide receiver right now, right? I would um, do Kirk. I do bro- your boy Kirk. You want to do Kirk up there? Sure. Do you, Do you think you have to tell me twice about grabbing Christian Kirk? Absolutely Let's get that not. Jacksonville stack set up. Let's do it. So, yeah, like this orange, I set this color up just so it's a different color um, for my high exposures. Look nice, at that. nice. Point it out and they draft them. So I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Russell Gage in this draft, right? After this news just broke. He's already falling. Where did Evans go? That's a good question. Let's take a look at the board. So Mike Evans... He still went 14th, but not everyone might have heard the news at this point, you know? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, there's going to be I, – I wonder if one of the reasons to kind of do the barbell is that, like, you don't have to – like, I want to draft Evans now because I don't have any of them, mm-hmm. and I think Evans is good. I, I don't want to be fading potentially the number one wide receiver on the Bucks, but I just thought his price was out of control. So, But if I'm drafting – Tomorrow, the next day, Evans is going to probably slowly tick down an ADP. So hopefully in like three weeks or whatever, when I'm starting to draft with volume again, Mm -hmm. uh, that's like already run its course, right? So I'm looking at my Evans exposure right now. I have 12% Evans, but my average ADP on him is 18.4 and his current is 15.9. So yeah. I mean, it's not like a massive difference, but that you're not going to get massive swings in those first few rounds. Like two picks is kind of a big deal. Right? It's a big deal. Like, yeah, his rise from kind of the mid to late third to the, yeah. you'll see him go ahead of CD. I mean, that's, that's big. Yeah. Like an auction, like if you think about like auction dollars, mm-hmm. it's a huge increase. Right. All right. So we are going to be coming back up on the clock here. I'm guessing you're going to want to go wide receiver again, unless you're looking for like some sort of inverted hyper fragile build, which I have done some of. I'm not sure how comfortable you'd be doing that with taking a quarterback and tight end, though. I feel like wide receivers really would be good here. At least I think we need to take a wide receiver with one of the next two picks and mm-hmm. maybe get away with. I mean, honestly, I would take Burks. I think the, the Burks discount's about to end. Your Burks over Ayuk? I th- I think so without Lance, yeah. 
Okay. Let's do I it. think this discount's over. This this discount. I think he won't go up to like where he was in the what six seven range, but yeah, probably on the seven eight again. Yeah, I don't hate it. I've I've also been doing like what I was just talking about that like inverted hyper fragile, where I get like my third running back in this range, and hmm. then like I just punt off the fourth, like because I'm a big Dearness Johnson stand this year. I love Dearness Johnson. I've been riding the Dearness Johnson train since February. So like, Where, my, where's your dream landing spot for him? I don't want him to go anywhere. Oh, you want Hunt to go? I want Hunt to go, uh, because I don't think there's anywhere. Whoever gets traded, I don't know where they're gonna go that really gives them a better situation. Like, what is the better situation? I know everyone keeps saying the Saints, but I don't love the Saints situation. I think, I think the better situation is not yet been created right that's like, also true imagine he imagine he was traded to the ravens last season and we're, right and we're not picking up tyson williams we're picking up dearness johnson right i think it's sort of like a situation like that uh which those situations usually pop up so yeah uh, yeah so that's a good point the rams was the other one that it could have been last year like obviously they right. had daryl henderson but when they still traded for a running back. They still traded for Sony Michelle. Exactly. So, yeah. He could so use Sony Michelle's here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's the good way to look at it because everyone's throwing out the situations that it makes sense for right now. And none of them make sense. Like I don't love any of them personally. Well, if those situations made so much sense, then someone would have already traded for him. Like also you know valid. I mean? The saints probably feel fine with uh, what they've got. The, that UDFA there. They seem to like, so mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I, and um, thing me and both by and for have been doing is sometimes I, if I have Hunt, I'll still draft Ernest Johnson. Like it doesn't. Yep. Yep. Stop me. It doesn't stop me. I actually think anything. that's positively correlated because you're betting that one of them gets traded. Right. If, if that happens, then they together increase a ton in value. So I think it's like a weird, a weird stack of sorts. But, right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, no. It's a parlay, I agree. Right. It's basically a parlay. Julio just went. In the ninth. Oh Just my so. God. So, you know, I'm not going to draft another share of this dude. <laughs> I'm so happy. Right, we are on the clock. We have I some options. I would take Dallas here. Goddard, dude. I was just going to ask if you want to do Goddard, be done at tight end, and have our stack. Yes, I do. Like, that makes sense to me. We only have one elite quarterback. I kind of like having the double elite tight end with yep. the one elite quarterback. Yeah, and you're getting your double elite tight end. We got. Waller in the fifth, and we got Goddard in the ninth. Yeah, yeah, we're so, not really paying much for it, right? Um, other guys I would have been looking at here is like Ramondre, maybe just to get that third running yep. back. I'm leaving most drafts with one of the two New England backs, whether it's Damian Harris or Ramondre. On I do, I do love Ramondre. I'm not drafting a ton of Damian, but uh, I think a guy I, coming up, I'm going to be. Pretty interested in you're gonna be eyeballing i think you should take a another look at your damian harris stance okay at some point tell me why well you're getting him in the ninth round right ninth tenth round we know the offense that new england runs which is just run heavy he's contract year he's not going to stay with the patriots next year he's gone belichick isn't gonna like workhorse him but i think he's gonna workhorse the two of them 
yeah. think you're going to see a ton of run in both of the running backs. I don't worry about rookie running backs in New England. Like you have to be really good to get on the field in New England as a as a rookie. So I think he is going to ride these two. I think it's going to be Ramondre. I think it's going to be Damian Harris, and I think it's going to be more Damian Harris than Ramondre, but it's going to be close. Like I think you're looking at like 65, uh, 65, 60-40 probably would be my guess. I think Davis maybe got in my head a little bit because he was like, he's like, Ramondre should be going ahead of Damian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he should be. And then I, I, just, I just haven't really taken Damian as as I've kind of felt uh, felt that I should be taking Ramondre. Uh, you know, anytime you can get Ramondre, you got to get Ramondre. This is basically right. what I'm doing. So I just skip Damian and wait for Ramondre. Yeah, I think – so let's – I'll we'll finish this up in a second. Let's get – who was the guy you were looking at still so here? So Rashad White is – I'm just hammering Rashad White right now. Yeah, I got 18% on him right now. So you're not the only one. It goes with our DJ Moore. It goes um, with our DJ Moore. I love him as a third running back because it's just such a high upside swing, and we don't yep. necessarily need him in the early uh, weeks of the season. The, and the Julio thing doesn't really affect him in my opinion at all no. based it, it on might help him. I mean, if the offense, we just want that offense to be good. Right. We want the offense to just be humming. Yeah. Uh, just to cap off that Damian Harris thing. There are, they're a round apart now it's ninth and 10th round. And I look at this, like sort of like the Tony Pollard Zeke situation, not completely, but you got to remember the team you're dealing with when you're talking about mm-hmm. these players. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're talking about the new England Patriots. It's starting off with Damian Harris. Yeah. Without injury, it's Damian Harris. Then Ramondre is going to get some work, and it could be a hot hand situation at that point or game scheme specific stuff, but it's going to be Harris in the beginning. So I'm I'm doing a lot of zero RB teams where I am starting with Damian Harris as my first running back. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel great about it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, he also probably could get you off to a hot start, which is which is important in a zero right. running back team. I kind of like Devin Singletary for the same reason. Uh, yeah, I love both of those guys. I have plenty of zero RB teams that I have Harris Singletary as my two running yep. backs. Yeah, And then I'm loaded. I have my starting quarterback, which is probably Mahomes. I don't know if you saw that percentage. Um, I didn't. Where are you at on him? Um, so we're at 40% on Patrick Mahomes right now. Wow. I mean, you what? You almost have fifty percent MVS, so I guess I can't be shocked. Right. It's we're not going to get the Chiefs thing again like this. No, it's we're just, not. It's really never going to happen again. And when he was like the third rounder, and he was like that tear gap between Hertz, Murray, Lamar, like I understood people not wanting him there, but now they're all going in the fifth round, just about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're all right around each other, so it's like. I love Lamar. I love Kyler. Like, I'm not against those guys. But you're saying I can get Mahomes and easily stack him? It's so easy to stack. With no problem. And I just can't stop clicking the button at this yeah. moment. So it's yeah. it's just the it's just the way I'm going with the quarterback position a lot. Um, I'll probably curtail it a little here towards the end. And he might rise. It might be that whole casual drafter seeing Patrick Mahomes and just starting to grab him in the third. I could see that, yeah. And when that happens, I'm done again. And I got all all my exposure right around the fifth round, and I'm done. 
I have 15% Mahomes, and you're making me feel like I'm a bear. <laughs> like, why haven't I just been hammering Mahomes every time in the fifth round? I mean, you're not a bear at 15%, but it's like, it's just, you, you can get him with anyone. Yeah. You know, other than Kelsey, you're getting MVS, you're getting Sky Moore, Juju's in the Hardman. sixth round. It's Hardman yeah. if you want Hardman. Um, I am I'm taking, taking some Hardman. So I'm like, I am not going to be... <laughs> Super overweight. I thought it was super overweight. I'm, I'm barely overweight, as it turns out, on, on the Chiefs. But I'm not going to be overweight the Chiefs in the one season where it's so super easy and then get buried by Meikle. Uh, well, speaking of Meikle, we could go Galladay, but we have a we have a Giants thing set up. Yeah, let's do let's do Kenny. I have a I have an idea of where I want to go with our next pick as well. Um. But yeah, the Mahomes thing, it's like you're not a bear. But for me right now, it's just I'm going to pound Mahomes. I want to get more Lamar, more Kyler. My exposures to them isn't bad either. Like I'm around 13, 14, 15% on all those guys as well. I've done some double elite quarterback builds, which me too. They're not always my favorite, but I just like the pure upside. And, I, and because of where I like some of these receivers, I don't think I'm giving up a ton of capital every single time but i'm not doing it every time either yeah i'm not i think i'm underweight on allen herbert and lamar um just barely on lamar i'm overweight murray mahomes hurts lance uh and burrow i'm slightly underweight on i definitely underweight on herbert for sure like that is a that's a definite for me um like if i look up herbert real quick i'm probably at like five percent yeah i'm five percent justin herbert right now um lamar i got 13 percent. kyler i'm at 12 percent. and who's the other one that's in that range hurts who we have i'm at 12 percent. so i'd like to get some of those up a little i guess me too. Yeah, I'd like to get Lamar. I'd like to be over the field on Lamar. Yeah, I was hammering Lamar early because he was the fifth round guy that I liked when Mahomes was in the third. Mm-hmm. So I was hammering him, but I just wasn't hammering enough drafts, I guess, at that point in time. So <laughs> you just weren't drafting enough, Rob. I know. I know. 300 <laughs> drafts now, and I wasn't yeah. drafting enough. Yeah, we're not drafting enough. <laughs> so the guy I was looking at went. I think. Who was your guy? Oh, no, he didn't go yet. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have some decisions here because I see a couple things we could be doing for our team. I don't want to say too much because we have two players that are just one of them's a badge, bro. So they're definitely going to try to snipe us. Don't snipe us, badge, bro. Don't don't snipe us, badge, bro. Um. So the guys I'm looking at are pretty much right next to each other. They are sitting right next to each other. We can finish off this Jacksonville stack if we wanted to mm-hmm. and take Lawrence. And then we're done for our quarterback and our tight end. Or we can take Jalen Tolbert, who I actually like a lot in this spot. I kind of like the Lawrence stack. We got him We got him double stacked. Yes, we do have him double stacked. And we can possibly get Nico yep. later. But hey, he's a tough one right now. Nico? Because, yeah. Because he's been he, rising so much? He's been rising, and 
He's not quite Julio going in the ninth, but um, Julio in the ninth. <laughs> Julio in the ninth. This is incredible. <laughs> I was trying to tell people that this is what's going to happen. Like, not to like victory lap that, but I said as soon as he signed with any team, anyone, anyone, he was going to just shoot up draft boards. It was like 13th round at a minimum. Like the Bucks was one of the best case scenarios, and he could have signed somewhere much worse. But like, yeah. I don't know. He signs with signs with the Texans. He's going in the thirteenth. Like he's right. going. Yeah, he's so, not gonna be free. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I ninth is a little is a little much. But yeah, I wish I could just remove him from my draft board now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wish that was an option where you could just be like, I don't want this guy on my board anymore. Just remove him. I'm not drafting him anymore um, because I don't need to. You don't need to. You're actually nope. got more than me. And I also have a bunch of him on DraftKings where he's also free. Yeah, um, I need to check my DraftKings exposure on him. I'm actually kind of curious on that. It might be embarrassingly high on DraftKings because on DraftKings, like, there's this pocket where you don't have to draft running backs for a while. And yeah. I kind of like fill everything else or sorry, don't draft wide receivers for a while. Like I'll get to six usually or maybe seven. And then I just like don't draft any for several rounds. And then I just like, Oh, tech on Julio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to end up being embarrassing. I'm going to look for it right now. Um, oh, it's, is it? Oh yeah. It's 37% on DraftKings. <laughs> 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 but it's done. It's done it's, now, yeah. It's done. It's that number is going to come down, but I am more than happy with. Uh, you want to take a guess at my DraftKings exposure on Julio Jones? Is it thanks courtesy of the Spike Week tools here? Is it forty four percent? It's forty one percent. Nice. So you still had more than me, and I and I thought I was pounding on most drafts, but I'm jealous of your exposure on them right now. All right, we are back on the clock. Uh, where, where are you at here? I, I hate this point of the draft, to be honest with you. We do CDP. Or, are there any other running backs jump out to you? Oh, I would love to take Price. Yeah, let's take Price. I think we're okay. I mean, we've got five wide receivers. We're done at the onesies. Let's go over our team real quick, just so everyone knows. We have Hertz, Lawrence, Saquon, ETN, Rashad White, Tyrion Davis-Price, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, Kenny Galladay, Darren Waller, and Dallas Goddard. I actually like it a lot. I don't think I have any many. I mean, I don't have many teams like this because I don't have Travis Etienne. But these are a lot of guys that I have, and I feel like this combo is not a combo that I have. The Waller-Goddard isn't overly common for me. Me neither. But I like it. Yeah, if I have two elite quarterbacks at that point, I'm usually I, – I feel like I need the wide receiver too much in most right. cases to take Goddard – to go double tight. I mean, that's a lot in their first, like, nine picks to spend two on each onesie, but – Yeah. Yeah. I And Lawrence I like is a massive tear gap for me. Like, after Lawrence, I don't like anything that's left at the quarterback position. So that's why I have a lot of Trevor Lawrence – personally he saves you the roster spot right because i think after lawrence you almost have to go three yes even with hurts i feel like that right i i completely agree with that so yeah lawrence is the last two qb guy if i have an elite 
So I can, I mean, I think that's the best way to describe it all together. So I want to look at this draft board real quick. You? Oh, good. Never mind. Oh, what do you want to look at? No, no. I'll, after the draft board, I'll, I'll let you know. I was just trying to see a certain guy. Um, what do you want to look at here? Just the running backs and wide receivers only. Oh, yeah. We don't done. need, yeah, we're done with everything else. So Crowder's probably an interesting name now with all the Gabriel, mm-hmm. I mean, not Gabriel Davis, but the um, Isaiah McKenzie news. And I just look at that like, so I love Ben Gretsch, one of my favorite guys to listen to. I had Absolutely. one disagreement with him last year, and it was Kenneth Gainwell. And I think we were second day in camp, and Kenneth Gainwell was like taking third or fourth team reps or something like that. He's like, he's undraftable now. I'm like, he's a mid-round pick, and they're not going to start him. Let's pick, and then we can talk about it. Do we want to go, Nico? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's let's chase the steam on Nico Collins. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got him, like, right around ADP, so current ADP. His current ADP. Current ADP. Look at that. We look, we valued him. We got him two picks. All right. Value him. <laughs> the steamiest guy on the site. We're psyched to get it at two picks. Second steamiest guy, sir. You second forgot. steamiest after Julio Jones. After Julio Jones jumped 10 rounds today. <laughs> we just uh someone said he went uh in the 13th round on, on a DraftKings draft. That's like first round in DraftKings. Yeah. <laughs> with half the field auto drafting that's that might as well be the first round <laughs> it's gonna take it's gonna take like eight weeks for julio jones adp to correct on DraftKings because all the auto drafters we have we have gabe davis in the chat letting us know that 549 yards and 599 yards i'm trash grab isaiah mckenzie before his adp goes through the roof <laughs> Has has Gabe Davis showed up in you guys' chats? Yeah, um, I've seen stuff? Gabe Davis on uh, <laughs> on Pete's streams. I think I think Julio is washed. I don't agree with that completely. I don't think he's, you know, 2015 Julio Jones by any means. No, but I mean, clearly, like if that's your standard, then yes. But I think there is a lot of room for him to do stuff on this Bucks team. Guys who are like mostly washed and free are. It's like one of my favorite archetypes at the moment. I mean, this was the Zach Ertz play from last year where I was like hammering Ertz. You're not taking him this year, right? No, no, of course, because he's washed. He's not free. He's washed (laughs) and not free. Yeah. I don't want washed and not free. I want washed and free. I don't think I've drafted him once, to be perfectly honest. I probably have like once or twice because I have enough Kyler to where I'm sure I've done it. But uh, let's see. I I have one. I've done it once. You've done it once. 76 teams. Yeah. When I miss out on a stack with Kyler, like if I don't get Rondell Moore, I just go with Trey McBride in the 18th as like a third yeah, tight end. Yeah. And I'm doing the same with Mahomes with Noah Gray. Oh, like, come on. Just That's here. The guy. You got to bring through the bring back move. You got to get Greg <laughs> Dulcich. <laughs> Noah Gray. Come I'm on. Not, I'm not falling for Noah it. Greg, <laughs> Greg Dulcich, man. All the drum beat. You're not hearing that steady drum beat. Uh, I can't. Not. It's coming. It's coming for Albert O. It's, it's coming for Albert O. It's not happening. That was a great tweet the other day, by the way. <laughs> one of your best. One of your best works. We have right, Chark 
20 picks. Pa- I mean, DJ Chark. Yeah. You I want mean, a value hound or you want to stack up Marvin Jones? Value hound, it feels maybe more fun. I don't know if I want to super stack Lawrence when we already have Kirk that, and ETN. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do. It's going to be tough sledding enough. Like I, I like the Jaguars. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not all the way in on the Jaguars like that. I, it's yeah. probably shocking. Probably shocking that. You know? No, you have to be all the way in to be like Marvin <laughs> Jones. Welcome to the squad. <laughs> did you see the screenshot of the guy that drafted every Green Bay Packer the other day? No, I did not. He he drafted every Green Bay Packer that you could draft except for AJ Dillon. And it's like that's like AJ probably... Dillon buries him. <laughs> just... just like you had to have AJ Dillon this year. He's got <laughs> every Packer butt. <laughs> I, I saw guys coming in drafts doing that last year. There was a guy named Steelers something, and he literally jumped in a draft and just started pounding every single Steeler. And then someone, I posted it in like a Discord or something. Someone's like, ah, he just came in my draft and did it with every single um, 49er. I was like, all right, man. Wow, all right. Interesting. Best ball moderator says, isn't Julio the fourth receiver? That wasn't that productive last year. Is he the fourth receiver in Tampa? I don't know if he's the fourth receiver in Tampa. Yeah, like, not to start. Not to start. Godwin misses some time. And I don't know if he's coming in to be the fourth or if Gage is getting moved. Right. So I don't know if you sign Julio with the intention of him not playing football. Imagine if prior to last season, Julio had not been traded and then you had a take that Russell Gage was going to play over Julio Jones right. on the Falcons. You, you would have been, been like, laughed, mocked. Laughed. Yeah, mocked. Just roundly yeah. mocked. Yes. And now a year from now, it feels like weird to be like, could Julio Jones play ahead of Russell Gage? <laughs> like, yeah, he could. He definitely Thanks. could. Thanks. I'm not I saying it's it. definitely going to happen, but it, it's possible for sure. Right. All right, we're coming back up. Somehow we ended up with seven wide receivers now. Very quickly, very quickly, our wide receiver is built. <laughs> um, so this range is always interesting because obviously we're looking at wide receivers, running backs yep. most of the time, for sure. I mean, clearly I've been pounding a ton of Kendrick Bourne. This was a lot before he was – I was getting more 17th round. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be grabbing as much of him. I'm going to let that exposure – I mean, unless you want him right now. No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine going going elsewhere. Uh, I mean, do we do Fuller? It's like, yep, we could do <laughs> Fuller. We do Wandale to kind of tack on this Giants thing. It might be too, too many Giants. I don't know. I like McKinnon. I like Mostert. I do like Mostert. Um, We're probably done at running back with one more. So if you want to. Yeah, let's do Mostert. Okay. And then we'll fire. Eh. Maybe we should have done a wide out. Fuller's interesting, though, now with the signing, because where does Fuller go at this point? Yeah, and the Fuller one, I've always felt that Oops. Fuller had lower a lower floor. Fuller could not play football this year. Like, mm-hmm. We just haven't heard from him. Uh, there was kind of like this, these like whispers about like, you know, him not being in a great place last year, the PD suspension. 
He's got the shattered finger that's required multiple surgeries. There's been like no rumors of him. I mean, like people have kind of been, there's like been idle talk or whatever, but no, nothing substantial. That said, I'm drafting him a ton. Uh, and it's just, and I know I'm probably more likely to eat it than I was with the Julio pick, but I think the, I think the ceiling's higher. I mean, he's still oh, a young player or he's not super young, but he's young, a lot younger than Julio. Um, and he, he's a better wide receiver at this point. Yeah. And the only news that has come out on him is like, well, he doesn't like to play in the cold weather. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you don't, you have to do stuff you don't like to do, man, just to, to keep <laughs> earning money. I do it every day. So. Like, if if Green, if Green Bay calls, if Green Bay calls, then uh, then you got to go. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think – I don't know where I'd want to see him end up, to be honest. I guess the gross place for him to go that makes sense is still Cleveland. I just want that whole situation to be wrapped up. I'm sick of that already. Yeah, yeah. Like – I still, I'm still not drafting him, Deshaun Watson. I just... I've drafted him occasionally, but I'm. What I'm doing is I'm drafting David Bell again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I've decided to handle it. I've drafted, uh, very little Watson. I don't know if I have Watson actually in Best Ball Mania. I've drafted him on DraftKings. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just decided. You know what? I'll I'll be overweight David Bell, and then that way I'm like not completely dead if Watson's back. And he's but. starting to shoot up the draft board again too. Yeah. Which is it scares me because I don't have them. But after our pick, I have a uh, something I want to talk about with that as well. So we're probably just looking at wideouts here. I think two wideouts to close it out, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um let's do Fuller man. Let's do it. We talked about him. Might as well grab him. So free. That's that's the uh, that's the combo we like, you know. Look, and we still can get another Jacksonville Jaguar if we want. Zay Jones, can't buzz. Actually, nope. I'll go throw out there. Yeah, I don't want I don't want him to get sniped. Is it? <laughs> He'll definitely get sniped. He won't, but I'll still wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can wait. So the the Watson thing, I think the side of things that we forget about drafting on, and Watson's like a big, you know. He's different than most players just based on everything that's going on around him, like with how long he might be suspended. But there's a ton of drafts that Watson didn't get drafted in early. So if he does pop off and you're in those drafts that he didn't and you advance from that field, Mm -hmm. I think that's something to be looking at as well because it's like, all right, I didn't have as much to get through and now I didn't have to worry about those Watson teams because I drafted early. Like, I think that's the other side of the not just the oh I didn't draft this guy because I didn't know early enough, but I didn't have to compete against him either type of thing. Yeah, that's interesting. So I don't think so, we ever look at that side of things. If Watson let's say Watson has a lighter than expected suspension and then he actually has like a fairly expensive ADP, like will you be out because you don't have you don't want to be competing against this, the teams that got him cheap, or how are you gonna handle that? I'm not on that train where people are like, you can't draft this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck because I didn't take him. Like that's obvious, but I still think that he's, let me, uh, let's, 
let's do our pick and then we can finish this discussion and then call it a show. Um, who are you looking at over here? That is he still there? Quez Watkins. Oh, Quez. Little, uh, you know, not always drafted. Get a little double stack with Jalen Hurts. Are you shocked that I don't have zero percent Quez Watkins? I'm not. No, I, <laughs> I think he's a, he's a fun little flyer to tack on. All right, so I have six we'll, percent. Well, six percent's pretty beefy. That is Quez beefy. <laughs> it's beefy for Quez Watkins, isn't it? <laughs> the field probably has like one. <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're like. Six percent is like a million percent over the field, probably. On it, quest. it certainly is. I, I like him though because he's he's uh going to play in three wide receiver sets. He'll probably mm-hmm. play well ahead of Rager, who I actually from reading the reports, the the athletic doesn't think he'll be on the roster. Yeah, uh, entering the season, so uh, that's not really anything you have to worry about with him. And then uh, he's a he's a speed guy. He's a downfield guy. So mm-hmm. you know, well, if you guys have heard about this concept of a spike week, oh. But, uh, you know, speed helps. So just to, just to finish up that conversation we were having with, like, players that shoot up draft boards, like, you know, the classic case of Julio Jones going from the 18th pick to the ninth, ninth round pick, I don't always stop taking those guys. Like, Julio, I'm going to stop taking, but that yeah. was calculated. Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew I was pounding Julio, and then as soon as he signed, that faucet was getting shut off. With Deshaun Watson, maybe I should have been doing that as well. Or like a guy that shoots up for injuries, you can't predict that as much. Although I'm trying to do that with Dearness Johnson to a, to a degree. Um, I don't think you have to stop drafting those players like Daryl Henderson last year. That was the big discussion last year. Do you stop drafting Henderson? And if he's going to give you fifth or fourth round value and he makes sense for your team, do I love it? No. Would I have rather have got him in the twelfth? Of course, but he's still now the starting running back for the loss. You know the the L.A. Rams, which is one of the best offenses in the league, and we've seen that your lineup doesn't have to be perfect to make it through these things. And if you still need that guy in week 15, 16, 17, what does it matter if you get him in the fifth or twelfth round? Yeah. I mean, that might be big brain or maybe too simple of thinking as well. You know what I mean? I think the issue with Henderson that's tough, you know, with that type of play is that it's not just that people have him cheaper. It's that you're going up against a lot of guys who are going to have a wide receiver in that range. You know, like in last year, you might like you might have taken Henderson and they might have taken Cup. And now they have Henderson as well because, you know, they were getting him in the 12th round or whatever. So it's like you're going up against a team that's really benefiting from the structure because they, you know, the, the zero running back teams with Henderson are going to be very strong and wide receiver. Uh, with Watson, I wonder if it would be quite as of a, much of an advantage because I, I imagine that he's probably the third quarterback on a number of teams. And so like, maybe mm-hmm. if you're, if he's as long as he's not too expensive, like if, let's say he goes in the 11th round post suspension, then you know, you're you're building with him as a two quarterback build with that knowledge. Right. I think that's probably fine. Cause like I'm I'm I don't know if I'm like terrified of going up against a three quarterback Deshaun Watson team in week 17 as long as but it, I will say if he's like a seventh, eighth round guy, if the suspension's like way less than expected, then 
I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I don't want to do that. <laughs> There's that whole thing. I would just hope that if that does happen, what I would like is that maybe that pushes some of the other quarterbacks back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you're starting to get even more um, Lamar or Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray at like a slightly reduced rate. I don't think it'll be anything massive, but I guess that's the one thing I'd be looking for. I don't know if it would happen, but let's uh, run over our team and then get out of here. So we got Hurts and Lawrence at quarterback, Saquon, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, Tyrion Davis-Price, Raheem Mostert at running back, Diggs, DJ Moore, Kirk, Burks, Galladay, Nico, DJ Chark, Fuller, Quez Watkins, and then tight end, we have Waller and Goddard, which to your point, bringing up the whole like seeing combo stack percentages, like I'd love to see like what the Waller Goddard ownership is. It's got to be low. Yeah. It's not always smart. <laughs> like if you, especially if you take Waller in the fourth, right? You know, like, like getting Waller fifth and Goddard ninth makes it doable. And also, like, I'm not, I don't love doing it. So uh, I can't imagine it's that high owned because because it might be bad. I mean, how many times does it make sense? Like as much as it did for the team that we just built, you know, to your point, like it just doesn't it just usually doesn't make sense to grab those two guys because yeah, of how much capital, you, give up. you know, and I felt like we had that luxury pick. We already had four receivers uh, through eight. We had a couple mm -hmm. running backs like. There wasn't anybody on the board that was really screaming out. So I think it made a ton of sense for this team. But, yeah, you have to imagine it's, it's fairly unique. Yeah. I mean, I I love this team. We have the Jacksonville-Houston Week 17 stack. We also have Tampa with DJ Moore. Like, I think it's fine. I, we have Will Fuller going somewhere. That's going to help us out, I imagine. I guess I would have liked some more of the high-profile offenses, but – if this team gets through, it'll be relatively unique. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have anything going on with KC. Uh, we didn't do anything around uh, Diggs and the Bills Bengals game, which is. It's hard, though. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's real hard to do anything there. Like, that's going to be the. If that's the game you need in week 17, theoretically, then great because nobody's going to be stacked on that game hardcore. Like, you just. You can do it from the Bengals side. Like you can go pretty hard on the Bengals side. Well, if you went Diggs, you could go like Diggs, bring back T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, and then you can do like a Hayden Hurst type deal. So like, yeah, you can do it that way. Well, yeah, it's hard to do with Diggs because you can do like you could do, I mean, you could do Chase Higgins, right? Uh, Gabe Davis with that's like a good a, point. Yeah, an elite running back in there, and then you then you can get Burrow pretty easily from that spot. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Anyways, so NBC Sports Edge, right? NBC Sports Edge, a good football show. We're doing uh, on Mondays division by division previews with uh, beat writers coming on for a couple of the teams. Uh, I had a really good episode this week. Uh, Michael Sean Dugar joined us talking the Seahawks, uh, and he one of the big nuggets from the episode was he thinks it's a three man backfield. He thinks Travis Homer, probably Travis Homer, but if not, DJ Dallas is going to be playing third downs out there for pass blocking. 
and uh, we're looking at Penny and Walker splitting a two-down roll. It's, it's going to be gross. Sounds amazing. Sounds like yeah. everything I want in Seattle. Yeah. We're supposed I'm... to, like, this is buzzy, happy time. Everything's, like, all about, <laughs> you know, these guys look great. Everyone's in great shape. And then, meanwhile, the Seahawks are like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna split touches between Walker and Penny in a, in a low-volume two-down roll. Oh, my God. That team is just going to be a disaster to watch. Somebody save DK yeah. Metcalf, please. Somebody yeah. just go out and make some ridiculous offer and please and get him somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that you pitched your show and then you talked about talking about the Seattle Seahawks. So that's <laughs> that's the way to bring the people in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Yell at Eric Bime for for ruining everything early in the show, and we'll uh, talk to you later. We'll be right back.